Backloggers, welcome back to the Backlog Breakdown. I'm glad you joined us. Now go grab your skinny jeans. Go, uh, you know, if you have an ascot, grab that. Uh, I, I mean, I'm not going to judge if you have some blemishes. Maybe grab some makeup because today we're going super metro. I'm Josh, your host, and with me today, I've got my co-host, Nate. And I, I was super surprised, Nate, when you said you wanted to do an episode on this. I, I didn't even know that you wore skinny jeans. My skinny jeans wearing days are long uh, gone. Okay. Do you have a white belt, studded white belt? No, I never had you the know, white studded metro? belt. I did have the black studded belt. Um, okay. Yeah. But, uh, dude, uh, that's uh, you need to learn how to read. <laughs> What do you mean? It's not super metro. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. So it's super, super metroid, you metroid. You the the scrub. metro android. Right? That's no. actually that's actually what it what it's taken from. That's where that word comes from. Little known fact. I believe uh, Miyamoto said it himself. I think it was Miyamoto. Could be wrong. Anyways, that's they they took the words metro and but they meant metro like metropolitan, not yeah. like yeah. metrosexual metropolitan sexual like metropolis anyways yes yes exactly that is a weird movie i've never actually seen it but um like i said welcome to this episode of the backlog breakdown before we jump into super metroid before we give our thoughts our impressions on this uh you know brand spanking new game um before we get there it's been a fortnight since we've oh you mean things that we've no 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 (laughs) you mean it's it's been been Two weeks since I talked to you. Yeah, that's what I meant. That's what you uh, meant. So, how you Not doing, whatever mate? you said. You meant <laughs> it's, it's been, been two weeks since I talked to you. Again. I love it. Um, I love it. Uh, I well, it at the same time. At this point in time, I'm a couple days into paternity leave. Um, yeah. We're sort of laying low. Uh, yeah, it's, or bonding leave, whatever it is. Uh, it's It's been, it's been cool. Uh, the last couple of weeks at work. You know, I, I shared with you just a little stressful kind of like things mm-hmm. at work are kind of getting a, a bit whatever right now. Um, but we'll 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 get through it. We'll figure it out. Um, mm-hmm. My mom and my aunt Linda came in last week uh, and nice. were watching the boy for us while Megan was at work and I was at work. Uh, and that was really mm-hmm. cool. Um, my aunt Linda is like. You know, I, I'm fairly certain that none of my family listens to this podcast. So I'm fairly, uh, we, we have a not so insult them all I want, <laughs> not a not so private joke, but Linda is like my favorite aunt. Um, and it, oh, okay. Okay. It started okay. out as, um, her youngest son is like a year older than me. So growing up, like, you know, you do the family thing, like, and it was yeah. always like, we were kind of like buddies and Thick we're still thieves. pretty yeah we're still pretty friendly to this uh to this day but uh and then at one point in time i rented a room from her for like a year year and a half at one point um, okay gotcha so and and she's the she was the oldest um i'm the oldest and so there's just like a lot of like sort of camaraderie there mm-hmm. um so it, she's she's good people she's also like it was you know it was uh it was really good having them both out here and you know they, yeah. they sort of like you know, enjoying their time with the boy. Uh, but yeah, we, nice. we just kind of, kind of been laying low, you know, uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. N- tomorrow is like, I was, well, later today is actually the last sort of like <laughs> low key, you know, uh, day 
for for me and then uh we're gonna like there's some stuff tomorrow that i like you know i'm going to try and be a little more productive like Mm -hmm. you know still spend time with him you know you know clearly yes yeah but like i'm gonna try to sort of maybe you get some reading done get some writing done maybe get some stuff Mm -hmm. around the house done kind of stuff you know stuff like that but yeah how about you man nice um yeah so we've i feel like we've been busy but um with good things with good things if that makes sense uh i i can't remember if i brought it up last time but uh penny hadn't been feeling well for a few days it was just kind of like cold you know sniffles sniffles kind of thing um but it lasted much longer than than we had expected and it turned into an ear infection so it went from kind of a cold to an ear infection. The way that we found out is because her ear was leaking uh, some fluid. Oh. And it turns out that that her eardrum had burst, which sounds much worse than it actually is. Oh. Um, uh, it heals yeah. up. It heals up. It's not It's not as bit Like when I heard that, because we took her, you know, when her ear was leaking, we're like, okay, it's about time to go, you know, see someone. And and we took her in and yeah, they, they said, yeah, this this is what happened. She had an ear infection and her eardrum burst. So she's been on some antibiotics. Mm. Um, but it's funny because like probably a day after, after taking the antibiotics, the, and I guess you need to know my daughter, uh, she perked up. Like it was almost a night and day difference of just like being smiles and energetic and getting into absolutely everything um, because that's just how she is. Mm. Uh, so, so it was, it was good to see that. Um, because it, and it wasn't like she was terribly out of commission. It, it just had been holding on for quite a while. So, um, that was, I, mean, I don't know why I just always assume, Hey, if, if you're sick, usually in a day or two, you'll be back to normal. And so when it takes, you know, four days and, and it doesn't seem to, you know, it just seems to be something else. It's just like, man, what is going on? Come yeah. on. Um, but as I get older, that's kind of becoming more of the norm, uh, at least in my own body. I'm frail. It um, only gets worse, friend. <laughs> Yay. So much to look forward to. Um, but no, outside of that, uh, it's it's been good. So t- uh, we're recording on a Tuesday. Two days ago, in service, I was able to do another baptism um, during our, our Sunday worship service. So that was really cool. Um, to be able to to do those and and yeah. to be able to you know sit down with someone beforehand and, and and discuss it and and talk about their their you know testimony and, and what God's been doing in their life as well. So it's just really yeah, it's just really exciting. So that was kind of a highlight of the past week as well is is having these other having these other duties. Um, it's pretty cool. It's pretty yeah. cool. That's those yeah. are kind of the. Highlight and low light, I guess, of the past couple of weeks. But we've been we've been doing good. We've been doing good. Just yeah. staying busy for sure. So that's yeah. that's that's what we're doing. Staying busy. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And we've been busy with lots of things. In fact, I haven't haven't I have an entire report of things to report on. Have oh we been my. busy? Oh with my a backlog report. Mm. Mm-hmm. Reporting mm-hmm. on our backlogs. And actually I say that I I, I don't report it, it looks it looks huge but there's really only a few things on here so um so this should should be like short and sweet um you say that I, you say that <laughs> and then it never goes it never 
like the the minute we say like i don't i'm not i'm not superstitious but i am a little stitious a little stitious yeah why are you calling me out on like why didn't you just wait till later why why i'm just saying like i i it's it's in front of everyone it's it's our tendencies like listen like we we just we know about our propensities (laughs) and it's true probably so does our audience at this point (laughs) hello uh yeah that's that's a good point um okay but anyways not again not not too much to report on played a little bit of halo with my son we're like at the end of the game uh which is super cool so we'll we'll finish that by the next episode i'm i'm almost absolutely certain about that they've just been super into minecraft and just dance lately so uh so not quite so much halo time Uh, but then the game that i've been playing outside of super metroid that we'll talk about later um is really just more majora's mask um Mm. and certainly um it is so i'm using the the nintendo switch online service in order to play that and so i have uh done some some save stating with a with a few bits of the game um especially some of the the challenges i would say in getting some of the heart pieces that are a little more uh that, that ask a little bit more of you um i've been kind of getting around that with some save states but outside of that um i i, I the more that i play it the more that i enjoy it um yeah. here's a, a concise way i think majora's mask is an experimental zelda game and i think the bits that are zelda are 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 really good i i enjoy the zelda parts the experimental parts i mean at least they're trying something you know like it, they're trying to change it up um and i would say those those bits are more hit or miss and of course this is through my 2023 eyes so i wasn't back then i wasn't playing it back then um but there are some some frustrations with with the way that the game is structured um that the make it so that I am very glad that I am following a guide because yeah. I would not have, have done a lot of the stuff, a lot of the stuff that it requires you to do. You, yeah. You, it, it would take a lot in order to intuit some of the stuff. In the yeah. Game. But like yeah. The, well, the Zelda feeling dungeons feel good. I enjoy the, those parts. The part that you're talking about and, and we won't, hang out here too long is that Mm -hmm. it's that three-day cycle and there's this like sort of like rhythm that the game goes through and the game in the 3ds version there's like you get the bombers notebook or whatever which actually Mm -hmm. sort of like logs all of that for you like Mm -hmm. as you see an event happen and so you'll have like you'll have a total timeline sort of like eventually um okay the 64 version does not do that and um so a lot of it is just like you kind of like learning the the rhythms of this three days mm-hmm. and this in in was it termina i think yes yes yeah and like the yeah. the sort of the surrounding area and it's it's a lot it's yeah. it's very dense there's a lot of like really weird stuff and yeah yeah so that part yeah like that is the most cumbersome part mm-hmm. of all of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And and it starts you off with that kind of stuff, and so you, you get a taste for it early. But it's just like, I, man, I would not put up with this if I wasn't following a guide. <laughs> yeah. Um, I I 
think it's one of those things that I really liked it back then because it did okay. something okay. interesting. It did something different. And yes. I thought, I, I really felt at the time was like, yeah, this is different, but it's like, it's also kind of, I like the deviation. Um, okay. It's, it, it, um, and now I don't like any deviation from the things that like, just do the thing that I want you to do and nothing else. But, um, just make another shadow of the Colossus. Come on. Give me a dang hook, hook shot. Oh uh, man. Freaking <laughs> everything needs hook shots. Hook shots make everything better except for mm. maybe super Metroid. Oh, um, that will be foreshadowing. We might talk about that. Um, I like it. I like so, it. So, yeah, yeah. Anyways, keep going. Yeah. Well, so those that's all that I've been playing really. I haven't I haven't really delved into anything else. Um although I I do want to try and, and try something, but we'll get there uh eventually because I haven't. I won't bring it up. We're good. We're good with games. Um so reading and watching have been there's there's a through line here um because of something that I wanted to at the, at the start of the year there were there are a few things that i wanted to research a bit more uh delve into um find my own theological positions on um in in really kind of search out the scriptures and other teachers to 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 figure some stuff out for my own um if that makes sense if you recall i i had purchased actually a few different um systematic theologies <laughs> because they were on sale um not that that necessarily has anything to do with this but but there were a few things in particular that i wanted to to search out and so in one of those things um is has to do with some of the stuff that i've been reading and watching lately um and that has to do not necessarily with men and women's roles but particularly within the church and within ministry and what that looks like um because I, you know, I've, I've, I've been taught certain things. I just don't know where it, when you, when you dig down into kind of the details of where, the, where, the, where certain limitations are, um, it's much more difficult. Like I did, I did, I didn't know. I, I didn't have my convictions like fully and I'm still, still not, not quite there yet. So anyways, I've been researching that in particular um, lately. For the past couple months, you know, and and it'll continue on. So, so one of the books that I read on uh, the subject is called "Men and Women in the Church" by Kevin DeYoung. I think it came out within the past couple of years, and I had actually listened to it before, um, but now listening to it after kind of looking into some of these issues myself, um, I appreciate it even more uh, because it is pretty concise um, and it simplifies things. Um, I, I don't agree with everything a hundred percent within the book, but I think it's a really good overview of, of a lot of kind of the key issues when it comes to that, you know, what I've been looking into lately. And, and so when I was thinking about stuff that I've been watching, I really haven't been watching TV. I've just been watching a bunch of YouTube. And, uh, one of the things that I've been using because he delves into these issues. And again, I don't agree with everything that this guy says, but his, his name is Mike Winger. He has a, a YouTube channel, um, and he's generally pretty solid. He is not a Calvinist, um, and he's he's gone on record. He's talked about uh, why he's not, and I actually haven't watched those videos in particular. 
Um, but I appreciate his honesty and the way that he shows his work on the stuff that he gets into. Mm. Um, so I, uh, I, yeah, I, I just really appreciate the way that he does that. And so he actually has this series that's ongoing. It's not done yet. Um, but he'll spend, you know, like th- three hours on a stream, uh, talking about specific verses and different interpretations. And he will go to, um, like the, the sources of like these other types of interpretations. And the series is just on women in ministry in particular. So his is more like a narrow subject of like, where, where do these, but similar to kind of what I'm trying to do for myself is, is just to figure out like what, you know, what, what does that, what does that look like? Because so cards on the table, like I've known, I I think you get from a plain reading of scripture. And I understand that has baggage saying that, um, that women are not to be pastors within the church. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that is pretty straightforward. You have to do some hermeneutical, so the way that you interpret the Bible, hermeneutical gymnastics in order to to deny that. And, well, and so, the qualifications for elder are pretty straightforward. Right, right. And, like, and I think by implication, there are lots of other, the way that, that, scripture speaks about the way that the church is to be run and in, in even headship within marriage roles, um, the, the head of the house being the man, mm. it has implications for that too. Uh, because one of the, one of the um, qualifications for eldership is, is to, to lead within your home. Well, mm-hmm. you know, so, so yeah. anyways, um, I, that part is clear, but then kind of digging into, and, and it, it, man, it's led me into other things of like, okay, why do we do things the way that we do in modern church? <laughs> you know, um, because what, so, okay, if, if, if a woman cannot be a pastor, then what, what do, does that have any other implications within, within the broader church? Um, context. And so anyways, those are the things that I've been mm-hmm. seeking out. And so in terms of watching and reading, watching and rewatching a lot of these videos that are again, hours long um, by Mike Winger, if you're interested, he has a whole playlist on his, on his YouTube of, of these videos and they've been great resources. Again, I don't agree with all of his conclusions, but I really appreciate the way that he um, explains things the way that he shows his work on, on the sources that he's even getting things from and, and, and lays out issues that he sees with different interpretations. So that's, that's been good. And then again, I would recommend the book, um, men and women in the church by Kevin DeYoung. So anyways, that's what I've been into over the past couple of weeks. What about you, Nate? Um, well, let me pull up my, so as far as books go, Really, the only like so you and I talked about it uh, a little bit uh, on the bro hang, Josh Porter's mm-hmm. uh, Death to Deconstruction, which it's like my sort of like analysis is like for discerning readers only, but also, yeah, not required <laughs> reading in any capacity. Like, it's a book mm-hmm. that like I like like 70 to 80 percent of it, and then there's other parts mm-hmm. where I'm just like, eh, I just kind of make fart noises at. Um, <laughs> insert fart noise here insert fart noise here um i like that one uh but uh as far as you know and then there's uh there's a run uh and of course you know i'm sort of like reading comic books uh Mm -hmm. i want to say it's uh let me look pull up kindle it's called superman space age 
Um, the art is okay. done by a guy named Mike Allred, who uh, he did a a book called Madman. Um, okay, which uh, is so. If anybody looks up this stuff, like Madman is kind of bizarre and dare I say it absurd. Um, and we all know okay. how I feel about absurdity. I'm kind of drawn <laughs> to it. Um, Madman's a lot of fun. He's got it's like a very pulpy kind of style. Like mm -hmm. his, his art is just very striking. It's like when you see it, you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like uh, it's, it's very, it, I, I just love his, his, his work. Anyways, he's, mm -hmm. he, he does the, the, I think he's the, does the pencils and the inks uh, on that, okay. but he's, uh, he, he's, he's great. I, I, I love his. And when I saw that, I was like, oh, okay. So it's a, it's kind of an, an interesting um, exploration of the DC universe kind of thing. So I've been reading that a little bit. Uh, I also, so I also started based on the recommend recommendation of friend of the show. Um, Cause I'm, I'm working on that, that little bit of a side project. Um, there's a mm -hmm. book called uh, of games and God uh, by okay. Kevin. I want to say shoot um, Patrick Miller. And I, 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 I sent him a text just like, cause it had been a minute since I had talked to him. Um, mm -hmm. I heard from him. So I just ripped off a text real quick and I was just like, Hey, how are you doing? And I just said, Hey, if you get a minute, like kind of on my sort of like my little side project thing that I'm trying to someday maybe do, uh, on recreation and vocation, you know, and games and stuff like that, what, what would you recommend any reading? And he, he gave me a few recommendations, but that one was, uh, it's free through my Kindle unlimited or whatever so i was like oh well instead of buying like a 20 dollar paperback i'll just check it out so i picked that up and i've kind of mm -hmm. i haven't gotten i haven't really done much more than like sort of like look through the forward um so but yeah doing that uh as far as shows um well actually one more one more book so also a comic book graphic novel but it's tied to something i watched so I don't have a, I am not terribly fond of a lot of the Disney Marvel uh, properties. Mm -hmm. However, I do like cartoons and there's one that came out that it's like the, the entire premise is a little bit absurd. It's based on a Marvel property that I actually got introduced to through Marvel snap. Um, it's Moon Girl and Devil Dino. And Okay. I I kind of love it. Um okay. I watched I watched all of the episodes that were on Disney Plus. Um what I will say, it's a little like rah rah girl powery. Um, but the, okay. the main protagonist is Moon Girl and her sidekick slash best friend slash pet devil dino. Um it is ridiculous and charming and because I like the cartoon so much and I'm sort of like devil dino is like one of my go-to Marvel snap cards. I love him. Uh, I was like, I want to actually read these books. 
Mm-hmm. So I got like, there's, there's a series of collections and I got the first volume in sort of like, I, lo- I looked at the reading order and I got the first volume. And so I have cracked that open only to just sort of look at it and kind of giggle, giggle to myself. Um, Cause it's, I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's, it's very silly, but I'm a very <laughs> silly man. So, um, nice. So as, th- that leads into how, like, I've been watching, I watched devil dino or moon girl and devil dino. Um, oh, yeah. but I also started like, and so I, I get these shows where I'm like, I kind of put one piece on hold, even though I was really okay. enjoying my time with it because Byron's okay. kind of at a point where it's over it's, it. Well, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm sorry. I should know. But if in. like, basically I don't want to do dubs on that. Okay. okay. And yeah. so it's kind of, but it's also kind of hard to feed a baby and read. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At the same time. So I, I kind of put that down, but uh, there's a Netflix. Uh, uh, I think it's called Kodoro lives alone. Um, okay. I just want to check. I just started. I'm on like the second or third episode, and it's like these little. Yeah, Kodoro lives alone. It's on Netflix. Um, it's got a very unique visual style, and it's about a little boy who has an apartment, and he's. It's very. I don't know. Like it, there's something about it. It's 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 a little melancholy, but also very sweet. You know, it's it's sort of almost like Nate Bait. Like, it's like, Hey, make it a little sad, make it a little sweet. And Nate will just like watch the whole thing. Um, <laughs> which is sort of, but anyways, um, it's like I said, it's, it's been pretty cute. I'm like two episodes in and really kind of it, it, two or three episodes in, and it's, it's been pretty endearing. Um, as far as games go, uh, I played a little bit of destiny Two. Mm-hmm. nothing major um i might i'm i'm i i still i want to get through with the the witch queen campaign um mm-hmm. and i want to sort of get back into like i want to do some level grinding but yeah you know, i want to get back into this stuff that we've got so i've got that uh obviously been playing a bunch of snap uh yeah just it's it's snap it's kind of like, I think it's it. The game's starting to even even out a little bit. Well, anyways, if you want to hear my thoughts on that, it's Snapchatter, you know, etc. Like, just go listen to that. Um, you know, there are new episodes every week. Um, do it, do it. Um, it's a good thing to do. Uh, but mm-hmm. the only other thing I really played, and I went at this hard within the last week. Um, and by okay. last week, I mean like last four or five days. Um, I, uh, super Metroid, I mm-hmm. rolled credits today, probably about an hour or two before we started recording. Um, and then I went back through and on the Nintendo switch online stuff, uh, there's the, they have the SP version. And so I did the, the boss fight with that and it was much easier as well. Um, what I will say is I used a guide and I also sort of like ripped through this game. And if I, and I'll save my thoughts, but I did roll credits on it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, also this week, uh, geez. So 
Now that I guess that just sort of leads into the so that would have given me a, that does give me a negative one, right? Because mm-hmm. I beat a game, mm-hmm. roll credits, right? Right. Uh, however, uh, that would have normally put me at negative two, but mm-hmm. uh, over the last couple of weeks, um, I found out that uh, so Legend of Dragoon was recently. Uh, released for the PS Plus service or whatever, and you know mm-hmm. I have the the version that gives me access to the retro games. So technically, I could have gotten it for free, but I I like to own things that I actually want to own, um, even if it's digitally. And so normally you can buy it a la carte for ten bucks. Then I saw an article or something that said, hey, you can actually go buy this through the PS3 and or PSB and Vita store for six dollars and it Mm -hmm. will unlock like that version will unlock this new ps4 re-release or ps ps4 ps5 re-release i was like well six dollars is better than ten dollars so let's go do that i had some playstation credit and i fired up my vita and i went and pulled the trigger on it so i took a plus one so i'm back at negative three Um, okay but Okay. Yeah. So I, I took a plus one. I was at neg- or I was at positive three, not negative three. Yes. Okay. Words words are hard. Um, <laughs> yeah. Anyways, I was at positive three. I bought Legend of Dragoon for six dollars. Put mm-hmm. me a positive four, and then I rolled credits on Super Metroid. Super Metroid is the first game I've beaten this year. Um. And oh boy, howdy! <laughs> it did a number on me. Um, mm. it's not the hardest game I've ever played, but it is, it, it's, it's the first time I've ever played it. And even using a guide, I was like, and I'm not exactly, but uh, you know what? We'll save that. But anyways, backlog score, I'm at positive three, you know, um, mm-hmm. which is haven't really moved the needle. I guess I moved it back down one. You know, but speaking of the backlog beatdown, as hey, usual, uh, the backlog beatdown, the official app of the backlog beatdown is the GG app, right? That's uh, right. It's a letterbox style app for your video game collection. You can create custom lists, you can rate and review, you can see what your friends are playing, um, you can wish list stuff. You can sort of keep track of all the different sort of categories, whether you've beaten things or abandoned it, or if it's on a sort of a get around to it, whether you shelved it, whatever. There's all sorts of categories, all sorts of tools. Um, we really like that app. We really like Charles. Um, he's our friend. He developed it. Um, and we think you ought to check that app out. There's a free version, obviously, but for $5 a month or $50 a year, you can actually uh, access the uh, the Elite tier. And what that does is it gives you access to early builds. It gives you a little more access to Charles. You get a special role in his Discord server. Um, and you you help fund what's a really cool little project. So um, check that out because uh, we like it and we think it's worthwhile. Uh, other things that are worthwhile that you might want to throw money at. It's us. It's this podcast, right? We have a Patreon. We don't, I, obviously, we, we plug it every show. But if you've sort of done the sharing and the caring, you've rated and reviewed. And if you haven't done those things, please do like, please give us a rating. Please give us a review. Um, it helps in the algorithm, I guess, apparently, you know, not that, I mean, we're a very niche thing, but still, 
you know, it's always fun to include more people. And as you know, per the, the growth in the discord, it's been kind of fun, uh, lately, you know, we've had a bunch of people sort of be more active in the, that community as well, but mm-hmm. we have a Patreon, right. And we'd like to maybe ask you guys to consider as a tip jar with benefits, right? So as a patron, you get, uh, early and uncut access to every one of our episodes. You also get a video feed. And so you'll hear sometimes, us being very silly, sometimes us being a little ranty, sometimes us getting a little salty. Um, you know, it's, it tends to be, again, you know, early and uncut. Um, <laughs> there's also a, an exclusive uh, patron podcast called The Bro Hang, and there it's even more uncut and a little more unfiltered. Um, there can be some really spicy conversations. Of, of course, they can be very very silly sometimes too um it's a little bit of column a a little bit of column b um you know and in addition to all of those things you know our patrons uh have access to us through the the patreon app and uh, they get a special role in our discord server as well and uh you know uh, one last thing that they get to do is uh every year our patrons at pretty much any level right now um the way it stands, get to nominate a game or a topic for us to to either play through or discuss on the show, and they can come on that show and, and, and join us for that episode. So um, that that being said, you know, lastly but not leastly, we are a proud members of the Playwell Network alongside our friend mm-hmm. Wesley, the Henshin Dad himself, uh, Ray, and uh, Paul, the artist currently known as the, the Techno Funk Boy, Lytle. Mm-hmm. Um, We've known these guys for a number of years, very early on, uh, just sort of kind of partnered with them and, and just we're, I, I, I know that Josh and I both count them as, as good personal friends, dear friends. And, and we, we are so glad, um, to, you know, sort of work alongside them in, in the, the yeah. podcast sphere or whatever. And they both have a, a several projects sort of in the mix. Wes obviously has the, the Hench and Dad podcast and Retro Nim podcast. Um, and then Paul has uh, several actual play podcasts, some of which mm-hmm. are not Pwncasts. Um, and then some of his older stuff like the the Retro Station and the, the Retro Zoo Super Show. You know, they're just sort of like nostalgia driven kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. These are great dudes. We love their stuff. Go check them out. Um, that being said, here's a word from one of them. I am to understand that you have summoned me. I I did, the boy said excitedly. I can't believe it worked. It has worked, and I have come. Will you invite me in? The smile on Fortosio's lips was wide then, and if Wasson had been paying attention, he might have noticed the unusual length of Fortosio's eye teeth. But Wasson was too excited to notice. I would like to invite you on an adventure through my perilous realms. On Paul Lytle's perilous realms, I am serializing my audiobooks with an episode every week. We will go one book at a time through fantastic worlds and dangerous quests, all from the relative safety of your podcast app. To take up one of these journeys, check out Paul Lytle's perilous realms on your podcast app. That's Paul Lytle, L-Y-T-L-E, or search for Perilous Realms. And we're back. So hey. here's we're going to be talking about Super Metroid. And 
so and just to give a little bit of like context here one this is a game that's on our top 100 list um but it's also it's march and normally there's like march madness with basketball or whatever i thought what would kind of be fun is that what if in march instead of us caring about basketball because we obviously you know we we are not those kind of guys um but we do like what what are you talking about nate i super care about basketball uh, oh you're a hooper (laughs) i did not i did not know that well i apologize then josh not Um, me and my my five six and three quarters self dude Um. we've already talked about it like for all we know that you could have spud web legs um oh that's true that's true we did have that conversation you could you could have like an eight foot vertical um But no, I am not the the sportsy type. You're okay? not the sportsy I like video type. Video games. <laughs> All right, um, but so instead of March Madness, we're doing right. uh, Metroidvania kind of madness, madness, and which like uh, we're going endeavoring this month to go through uh, not one but two Metroidvanias. <laughs> A Metroidvania, uh, if you might say. Don't no. <laughs> I don't like that. <laughs> I, I too really hate that. <laughs> that was especially bad. <laughs> that was very terrible. Uh, you should feel uh-huh. very bad about yourself. Um, <laughs> I mean, coming from you, I expect very little, but that was like just way to just like completely bottom out, man. Um, uh, all kidding aside, um, but. And we thought, like, I've been kind of wanting to do this for a minute because, like, Metroidvanias are something that Josh and I, I think both uh, throughout the, the the course of the show, we've developed a bit of an affection for. I mean, one of our favorite games, mutual favorite games of all time, is, like, peak Metroidvania, um, mm-hmm. Hollow Knight, right? But also, uh, so this episode, we're going to be talking about Super Metroid. Next episode, we're going to be talking about Castlevania Symphony of the Night. Um Ooh. But what's been interesting is that, uh, and, and sort of we'll talk a little bit more about this, is uh, Super Metroid is like one of those games that's like it shows up on like the greatest games of all time list all over the mm-hmm. place. Um, and it was a game I had never played. And I think the same goes for you as well, Josh, right? I have certainly played it multiple times. I've never beaten, beaten it. it. Okay. So it's yeah, a game that I difference. think prior to this run through, I had maybe cursorily like maybe like sort of like started up or whatever um or like you know went over to our friends and like fooled around on their file um mm-hmm. but uh so there's that but so let's let's take a few minutes and on these these episodes we'd like to take a few minutes and sort of just look at the back of the baseball card uh, and so that's what we'll we'll do here and you know this is just information ripped off of Wikipedia because I'm the worst. <laughs> um, it was developed by Nintendo R&D 1 and Intelligent Systems. I think those are actually, I think R&D 1 became Intelligent Systems. I don't remember. Like they, hmm. There was some confusing, but it was published by Nintendo. Obviously, it's one of Nintendo's first party titles. Although right. out of like the big three, so like this is kind of usually considered like up there with like, like when you talk about like, premium sort of nintendo franchises it was historically mario legend of zelda and metroid right Mm -hmm. this is probably like the bottom of that pile and by a lot um but it's (laughs) still it's not wildly successful i think even metroid dread recently even as well as it did 
doesn't come close mm-hmm. to the numbers that Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild or sure. Mario Odyssey hits. Um, it's mm-hmm. more of a cult classic kind of thing. Um, but it was directed by uh, Yoshio Sakamoto. Uh, produce, the producer was Makoto Kano or Kano. Um, you know, it, it, I'm not going to go through all that, but it's part of the Metroid series. <laughs> like they, it, this, this, well, I will just, I'll be nice and I'll just sort of just rip through all of it. Uh, chief artists yeah. or the artists mentioned here are Hirofumi Mats, Matsuoka, uh, Masahiko Ma- Mashimo uh, or Mashimo. Uh, Hiroyuki Kimura. I see what you know. What I don't like about this is that I am pretty sure I'm just butchering all their names, and I feel terrible <laughs> about it. Um, <laughs> unless it, they're really kind of easy. Uh, the music was composed by Kenji uh, Yamamoto and Monaco Hamano. Uh, obviously, it's part of the Metroid series. This is actually the third entry in the Metroid games. So the first one was the original Metroid for NES, uh, mm-hmm. Metroid two, which later got the remake, uh, Metroid Samus returns here for the 3ds. Not too long ago. Um, yep. it, that's a remake of Metroid two, which was a game boy game. And then mm-hmm. super Metroid. Um, this was originally on the super Nintendo, uh, entertainment system, but there's also a version available, which I think is just more or less a straight port, uh, on Nintendo 3DS and by proxy, I think, uh, the Wii U. Um, and then obviously it's included in the, uh, Nintendo switch online, super Nintendo catalog, uh, Mm -hmm. which is where I played it. Um, I do, I do have it for the 3DS. I just. Which is why okay. I took the point because I, I own, anyways, yeah, all that yeah. being said. Uh, so as far as release dates, uh, it actually rolled out in three different uh, sort of like time things. Uh, so March 19th, 1994, it was released in Japan. April 18th, 1994 in North America. And then in the power regions, July 28th, 1994. Uh, and as far as genres here on Wikipedia, it has action and adventure, but we all know what it really is. It is the Metroid in Metroidvania. Um, mm-hmm. This is the game that sort of helped coin that phrase. Right. So it's it's one of those things that this game did receive a lot of critical acclaim back in the day. It's And it's got absolutely mm-hmm. gorgeous mm-hmm. pixel art, gorgeous sound design. It's just like, it's... Yeah. It is peak Super Nintendo 16-bit era. Like this is like cream of the crop. This mm-hmm. absolutely top shelf, beautiful game. Um, mm-hmm. So that being said, is there anything else I you, that I should touch on before we sort of move on to like personal context slash baggage? No, I don't. I don't think so. I mean, we, we will touch on later just how um, it certainly is a product of its time. Um, but, but I think, I think just emphasizing like how beloved this game has been, I mean, for as long as I can remember, this has been one of the, you know, best super Nintendo games. It Um, shows up, uh, it shows up on, like I said, a lot, like I was doing a little bit of Googling around that. That's a weird way to say it. Google. I was Googling (laughs) around, um, (laughs) I but, asked chat GBT and they said super magic. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but uh, sort of when I was sort of poking around on the interwebs as one does, mm-hmm. uh, this showed up on a lot of like greatest games of all times list. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah. 
like and it it's usually pretty solidly up there too um so but yeah. uh so josh you said mm. i mean my context is is pretty like i think prior to this playthrough Mm-hmm. It's like one of those games that always to, like, and, and to be honest, I wasn't even super into this genre until a few years ago. And okay. then Hollow yeah, Knight kind of got me by the short and curlies and dragged me not really kicking or screaming, but like actually mm-hmm. just like, oh, this is, I mean, I played some of this stuff before I played yeah. like Symphony and Symphony of the Night. Cause like, you know, who didn't, but, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. But Super Metroid, I didn't have a Super Nintendo. And so I, and it was like, and if I was, and when I was, you know, for shame emulating, uh, it was like, I was emulating Mm -hmm. weird, like, you know, Japanese RPGs that hadn't come over to the States, like Psych and (laughs) Densetsu 3. Nice. Stuff like that. So I just never really got into this as a a genre, like Mm -hmm. until, well, and it was actually Metroid Zero Mission, but yeah, anyways. Okay, okay, nice. So I, I do have a lot of experience with the game. I, I feel like I've I've pretty much always been cognizant of it because I did grow up with a, a Super Nintendo. And, you know, obviously grow up, there, there was a time when I didn't have it. But I mean, uh, you know, probably middle school or something, we had a, a Super Nintendo. I don't even remember where it came from, but regardless... Um, you know, this one showed up at all the shops that we would go to for, to, to purchase games, um, because again, never bought new games. Um, so, so we would see this one often, but it would often be one of the more expensive ones. And we, we didn't spend a lot of money on video games. Like if we bought one, it would have to be one of the cheaper ones. Like $50 was impossibly expensive. Like you're not going to get a $50 video game. Like that's just crazy. Um, ten dollar, okay. Fifteen, uh, okay. Twenty. Now you're pushing it. Like, how bad do you really want this thing? So, anyways, um, all that said, we rented it multiple times from the the video store. All right, kitties, gather around. We used to have this thing before Netflix, before streaming, um, where you would rent video games from from uh the the same place that you rented videos from. It's sort of like GameFly. Um, anyways. We had rented Super Metroid multiple times growing up, and I remember enjoying it. However, we would always get stuck. So because the rental was, you know, three days, five Mm -hmm. days at the most, uh, we would always end up getting stuck, and it would be really frustrating. And on top of that, here's a little factoid, a little trivia about my my history, um, is that we even had an issue of Nintendo Power that had like maps for this game and told you where to go. And so we were following the official Nintendo Power like mm-hmm. walkthrough of this game and we would get stuck. We would hit a point where we just didn't know what we were supposed to do next or we couldn't do what the thing was telling us to do and it would be really frustrating. So this game, again, like I recognized how good it was and how much I enjoyed the game up into a certain point where it would just get really frustrating because I couldn't do what the walkthrough is telling me to do. Um, so, so that was my experience, you know, like high school. I remember um, our cousins gave us a modded Xbox probably towards the tail end of high school, something like that. Um, and it had tons and tons of emulators and games on it. 
And I remember playing a decent amount of Super Metroid on that, but not getting too far. Um, I've never owned a cartridge of Super Metroid, but I do own the Super Nintendo Mini, which has Super Metroid on it. But I haven't played it on there. So that's the extent of of my um, experience with the game is I've played probably the first third of it multiple times, mm-hmm. but there there's a, a good portion that I haven't played. And at this point, I've played Fusion. I've played uh, Zero Mission, mm-hmm. which is a remake of the first one, and I've played Samus Returns, which is a remake of the second one. So I've yeah. played one, two, and four different versions of them. Um, but not three all the way through. Um, and frankly, the, the bag, some more baggage just for the series itself. I, I never really touched two. I might've played a few min- minutes of it, but it was, eh, that was a little awkward on the old game boy. Um, I, I don't really like the original Metroid very much. Uh, it's, I would, get, it's real tough. It's it, real, it's it, real rough. It, it's so easy to get lost in that game yeah. because all of the corridors look the same and like the enemies do damage. So you have mm-hmm. to sit and grind for health and you get lost super easy. Yeah. So I don't, I don't like it much. Zero NES mission, Metroid great, is, but. is really, it's, it's, it's good, but it's, it's hard. It's like, I can, I can respect it. I just don't enjoy it. Yeah, I can respect that it was it was pushing boundaries. It was a new thing. Well, and it's just it has some of that atmosphere. But I just yeah. think like it's like we've said before, and and I'll just I'll repeat it as often as I need to. Like instead of going back to Metroid NES, just go play Zero Mission. Mm-hmm. Zero Mission's the the superior version of that game, Absolutely. in my opinion. Yeah. Um, yeah. So well, that's my baggage. Yeah. Let's let's sort of. How about this playthrough though? Let's let's take a like mm-hmm. and I guess this is sort of getting into the meat of it. I'm going to be honest and and sort of we were talking about this a little bit. I think if I had come at this a few weeks ago, but I looked at the mm-hmm. price or the the not the price, but the the sort of the time to beat and mm-hmm. I was like, "Ah, oh, they're saying like 6 7 8 hours." So I was like, "Ah, oh, I'll, I'll wait." Cuz you know, and especially right now sort of like time is at a premium. Um, mm-hmm. I don't, you know, I, I probably play like an hour of Marvel snap a day, but that's a five, <laughs> 10 minute bursts, um, right, which right. this game doesn't necessarily sort of like give you that. But anyways, so within the last week, I basically sat down and I was mainlining this playing the mess out of it. Okay. And I really enjoyed it, and I was using a walkthrough. The the like I was, okay. uh, yeah, I was using the IGN guide, and then I was using a video walkthrough too. Sometimes because, like you know, it's you can watch something and actually, oh, that's what they mean. You know, jump here, do this. You mm-hmm. know, you can see, sort of see the thing. Anyways, and I would say for the first half to two thirds of this game, I was like, this is great. This is. Mm-hmm. It's a little floaty, not as tight as I'd like, but it's, it's, you know, it's sort of, it feels good. It's absolutely. And again, just that the, the pixels, the sprites, the, the, the world design, the enemy design, I love everything about that. Yeah. 
I got to this point and it's basically sort of towards the, the end of the game. Like I said, that last third and it's the water level. And even though I have the suit that lets you move through water without too many problems, there was something about the design of that particular segment that just, I was like, you know what? I'm not having fun anymore. Mm-hmm. Like everything in the game was like really kind of good. And then, so I ended up beating the game, abusing save states, sort of like all, all of that stuff. I think part of the problem though is, and I just, especially towards the end, I was like, this is not fun. And I'll have comments on the very, okay. like, cause the last like 15 minutes of the game are especially onerous or onerous or mm. you know, they're, just, they're, they're not great. Um, it was, it was very, it was just very frustrating in my opinion. Yeah. Um, yeah. but I was also coming at it pretty bare bones. I did not, um, I did not, it, it was just, it was rough. Um, mm-hmm. it, it was very taxing again, not like hollow Knight taxing, but <laughs> it, it was, it was, it was pretty intense. Um, mm-hmm. so then I also went back through and I was like, well, what, what would it have been like if I had just like done like a little bit more digging around and gotten more, you know, energy tanks and, you know, missile upgrades and everything else. Sure. It was significantly easier, <laughs> but it was still fairly challenging. Um, yeah. Yeah. Cause the, the game is, is tough. And so okay. it's, it's not bad at all. It's just like, but like I said, it was like, I basically hit that water level. And at that point I'm like, I, cause it was like a lot of it. It was like, I would just play around and I would natively find stuff. And then I hit right. that part after the wrecked ship from basically the wrecked ship okay. on was just an absolute struggle for me. Like it was okay. like where I could not deviate at all from the walkthrough because if i did i'd get lost had no idea what i was doing like you know and it, like just and it's not it, it like that was the part where i was just like nope i'm not having fun with this anymore like yeah yeah when i have to when i feel like it was when i didn't have to rely on the walkthrough and i could just sort of use the walkthrough to help sort of like squeak me through some of the rough parts Mm-hmm. But like, that was the point where it's like, and I think again, if I given myself a little bit more time, it wouldn't have been as aggravating, Yeah, but it's still, it's like, it's honestly, it's like, it's towards the end of the game. It's like just the, 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 the level design for that particular section is not, I'm not a fan. I'm just not gotcha. like I, from that point onward, I, the game just kind of became a bit tedious, but that's, mm-hmm. I mean, like I said, the, the first half to two thirds of the game, I was like, no, this is great. This is like, yeah, I was like, is, is Samus like a little slow, a little floaty, like the jumps aren't mm-hmm. awesome in my opinion. I'm also playing it on like a new TV with, I've heard that the input, input lag was probably doing some of that. Um, like maybe huh. I've, I've heard that that can affect some of that. Um, yeah. But I think like the Nintendo Switch Online might take into account some of that stuff. Hmm. I was using the Pro Controller, um, nice. which 
I'm not used to using the D pad on that. So that was also kind of like a bit like, I don't, I don't use D pads that much anymore. I just, I default to sticks, which actually makes that game harder in some capacities. Um, yeah, I wouldn't do that for a 2D game. <laughs> also, the, and what I would say is like, you, you know, in the, the last little bit, I love me some grappling hooks. Like, that's kind of like my thing. Like, hashtag mm-hmm. give me that hook shot. Um, mm-hmm. The grapple beam in this is not my favorite. In fact, it's probably okay. the farthest thing from my favorite. Um, <laughs> I actually hated it. <laughs> It, it's my least favorite part of this game. Like uh, out of Ooh. all, like I was like, Oh cool. Hook shot. And it's like, you stick to nothing. And then you're like, Oh, I, I snagged mm. that block. No, you didn't. No, you did not. Like, no, what you did is you fell. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So yeah. I, I did not, it, it just, it was frustrating. Um, mm-hmm. that, that part, like, cause it's like, dude, I'm, I mean, but what do you expect out of like, you know, a, a 16-bit sprite sprite game? Awesome physics? No. Yeah, right. No, yeah. sir. Like, <laughs> th- that's on me. That's on me. Mm-hmm. But so that, I mean, yeah. that was my, like, overall, very enjoyable um, mm-hmm. up until that last little bit. And I think, honestly, like, the reason, like, my sort of, like, I did sort of, like, come off on it so, like, cold in the end was because of basically sort of the self-imposed crunch. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That, that totally could be the case. Um, for me, I still have yet to finish this game, which I know is pretty lame considering we're doing this episode right now. Um, so you'd think that I would have actually finished it, but I didn't. Um, so my, take on it so far is colored by that perception. And so I'm, I'm kind of in this, this, odd position because from what you're saying uh i I have not yet hit meridia and so i'm not uh i'm enjoying pretty much everything about this game (laughs) and so maybe that will turn later um so and just like i hit meridia yesterday and worked on it for a couple i tried to do it for like two or three hours on my own and just got frustrated then went back through and like sort of looked at the walkthrough guide because i was like i know i'm like close to the end again yeah sort of like the back half sort of last third of the game Mm -hmm. um and just some of the like the the level design in that is just like poop soup in my like i just the the sand waterfalls or whatever like whatever's going on under there i just it was like it's mm-hmm. got like the the sticky bits where like you're falling in the sand and you can't jump i was just like i hate it i hate it like yeah yeah obviously there's you know there's skill and there's gear that can sort of like mitigate some of that but like until you get that stuff i was just like i, I hate it gotcha no, no thank you like hard pass gotcha like mm-hmm. not interesting okay and and I have, um, just so everyone knows, I have watched a playthrough of this game years ago. I, I think it was actually Game Informer's um, uh, playthrough where they where they started doing that with some classic games. Um, and and you know they have their banter while they're playing, which is really which is you know really the reason why I watch those. Um, <clears throat> so I I'm familiar with the entirety of the game. I just personally have never beaten it before um 
so perhaps, uh, you know, next episode, I might have to give kind of an addendum. Um, but in terms, what, what strikes me in this playthrough of the game, um, again, having not played this particular entry in years, um, but, being, but still being familiar with the game as a whole, um, I, I think I texted you like an hour into the game. Uh, and, and I said that I was amazed at how, even though I've played through the beginning of this game, probably at least oh, that a dozen opening times. sequence. Mm. Yeah. So good. So good. So, okay. I already mentioned it. This game is a product of its time, but I'll, I'll just say up front, this is my thesis is that I think this game, um, is a, an example of how limitations actually create a better game. And I'll go into that more and, and I'll, I'll, I'll build my thesis from there, okay? That the limitations of the Super Nintendo in general, uh, the limitations of this game make it so much better than if they had unlimited resources. Because I think a key element of this game, like game design aside, which I think game design is huge, a huge part of this game because it spawned a whole freaking genre. Um, and, and I say that, I guess it just perfected what the original Metroid did. But the key thing that I think of when I, when I play this game that still holds up so well is atmosphere. The way yeah. that this game creates the feeling of being isolated on an alien planet um, while still having you know powers yourself it's still a bit of a power fantasy but you don't know there, there are so many secrets in this game which is done so well because you're stranded on an alien planet um but so so maybe i'm getting a little bit before that because that opening sequence man um with the short short little story the story does not go into detail it's very um not necessarily vague but very simple okay you know it it, it recaps the first two games and it says so the, the humans were studying metroids and then something bad happened and your ship you know it, so you went back to to check on them and and your ship had a problem and crash landed on this other planet it's that simple. You're trying to get off the planet. Um, well, the, actually, you crash land after you go back. <laughs> you fight Ridley. And that whole sequence is, is, is awesome as well. And even something about that sequence and something about this game in general is it is a bit, you know, I, I said this about, um, about Scott Pilgrim before, that you start off slow in that game. And you have to buy upgrades. In this game, it is a little slow, but to me, it feels deliberate. You're going through corridors. You're exploring an alien planet. The, the pace that is a bit slower than I typically like to be at in video games helps to appreciate the, the detail that they put into this game and helps build the atmosphere of what this game is is trying to do it it actually evokes more um more emotion whether that's you know just just an unsettling tone because if you were faster if you were more nimble if you could get around it would fall more to that side of power fantasy 
of, oh yeah, I can, I can just do whatever I want here. And instead you're going slow. You're, uh, you're, and there might be a secret, you know, that you might notice because you're walking slow because you're having to travel back and forth between these corridors. Um, I, th- I think the things that sometimes would be flawed, the, the limitations actually help to create, help to bolster the atmosphere of the game. And I see that, I see that in a number of ways. No, I, case I think po- that, yeah. I think you're right there. Like it just, to, like the, this game does a great job of throwing off vibe of just like mm-hmm. just throwing off mood. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and it is reinforced by sort of almost the cumbersome nature of, yeah. of Samus. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, it, yeah. And it, it's funny too, because, you know, later on you it would spawn this genre of castle or excuse me, of Metroidvania um, together with Castlevania. But even even the the nature of your movement in this reminds me of something, and it's nowhere near as restrictive, but something like the original Castlevania, where it's also kind of slow and cumbersome, just just the traversal is, although I say that, it's it's deliberate is what it is. You have to decide on your actions. <laughs> and and so you're you're nailed down to certain things. So okay, you're talking about the floaty jump as well. And I agree. The jump in this game is very floaty. You jump really high and and it's and it's floaty. I think that gives me the feeling of being on an alien planet, of having this extra gravity as you're as or, you're moving. Or around. less gravity. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But yeah. <laughs> the no, opposite of I what mean, I said. <laughs> that's that's fair. I just I think coming at it so like because I'm coming at it from well, let's see, it's 2013, almost 20 years after its release. Mm-hmm. like there's been i'm i'm not a fan of platforming in general okay. and so when you do make me do any sort of platforming i want tighter control there and the game mm-hmm. is like no no <laughs> you know and i think that's just a i think that's just sort of a an like sort of that's part of like the game kind of showing its age so to speak you know mm-hmm. it's like that's that's if if I had to, yeah. I mean, yes, it, it's showing its age by because it's a product of its time, and yeah. because your uh, the, the way that yeah, the way that games I've got are twenty now, years of context that this game yeah. like you said this game it's almost thirty years old because it was ninety four. That was thirty years ago, or you know oh 29. holy smokes, man, my <laughs> brains are yeah. Well, ninety four. I thought we yeah. were in 2014. Uh, I'm losing <laughs> my mind. Uh, no, my math is bad. Congratulations. That's, you have a child. Uh, mm, that's what happens. <laughs> yay. Um, no, uh, but yeah, so I've got, I've got 30 years of context right. that have actually been informed by this game. Like, yeah. you, you know, yeah. so it's like, and, and I, I said something to you. It's like, honestly, I'd love to see them remake this game with maybe tighter controls. Um, cause mm-hmm. I mean that that's part of it. Like too, is like, there's like a clunkiness there. And while you're right, it's like, I think now that we, we have the tech where you can still create that same mood and give a much tighter gameplay experience. I think that's what they did with dread, you know? Okay. Now I know that dreads kind of a different beast altogether, but mm-hmm. 
I'm just saying like, yeah, I, I think you have to balance it because, because with Metroid or with Samus returns, it's more nimble. It doesn't feel as restrictive to me. Um, but it also, that game, while it's, I think it's a really good game. Um, again, I, I, I think the limitations of this one actually does something really special. Uh, because another area in which I think that shines through is the length of this game. It's a, it's a relatively short game. And for this style uh, of game, uh, Metroidvania, if we want to say that, where you're backtracking a lot, the uh that backtracking can get very tedious in some games oh boy howdy uh, <laughs> and and i think if this game were bigger and again this unfortunately because i haven't finished it it's bigger than i have experienced but if it were to from my experience with the game because i'm in smaller areas while there is a lot of backtracking or when I look at my map and I see, oh, that's where I should go next or I should check this out again because I haven't yet been to those rooms. I haven't, you know, done these different things. Then um, the backtracking does not feel, it doesn't take me 20 minutes to run across the map, guys. You know, (laughs) it's it's not like some of the modern games. Um, So so even though, again, it's at a slower pace and you have a dash, which helps, it's at a slower pace, it's not too big to where I get annoyed with having to backtrack. And again, that's, that's, that's from my limited experience. I haven't finished the game. So, so maybe, that, maybe it does end up getting that far. But I think there's something that they were able to balance really well with the, with the short length of the game that something like Metroid prime towards the end of the game where you have to go through a number of things to backtrack gets more it feels more tedious um and and again i think the i mentioned using the map to kind of figure out where you're supposed to go this was something that that dumb you know uh high school josh didn't understand when i tried to play it then um is that i i think the game while I, I do think it pushes you in certain directions, it kind of it kind of hints at some of the secrets that it has. Uh, one of the biggest ways is just through the map that you have, going to the areas that that look as though there are secrets hidden. You you can see just from the map whether it doesn't have a defined end, you know, to to the areas that you've been to, or whether you whether it says that you haven't yet been to that room. Um, I think I think that that's helpful, and so a key element of this game, which is backtracking, I don't think feels, but it could be so much more tedious if this game were unlimited and they were able to make it three times as large. Uh, that backtracking could really get annoying instead of being uh, a part of the game that you really enjoy. Okay. Dude, I'm I'm just sort of I was looking up like power ups and stuff like that for some reason. Um, mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm really mad at myself now. I might Uh-oh. actually change my mind. And so apparently, um, you can do like these, like beam charge combos. Okay. Do you know about these? No, I mean I could charge my. Okay, so you can charge it. Like after charge, you get the charge but... beam, you can actually. Yeah. Um, 
So listen to this. Ice beam charge combo. Equip mm-hmm. only the charge and the ice beams. Select the power bombs and charge the beam. Four ice bolts will surround Samus and freeze the first enemy that comes into contact with it, dealing damage from each of the bolts. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I, I know I know you could combine things and and yeah, I had the different. No idea. Mm. I'm stupid. <laughs> <laughs> that actually you had more um, things at your disposal. More more tools at my disposal. Oh man, mm. that's uh that is Oh man. <laughs> And, and like you said, I think that's the, the, when you're trying to plow through a game, sometimes you miss some of those things that especially in this, and this is just my nostalgia glasses coming on is that especially in this time period, when I was playing super Nintendo games, they were games that you really kind of dug into when you were able to, you know, you continually played th- things over and over again. You, you messed around with different, uh, combinations and you tried you tried things because you weren't sure what to do back then at least i did and so again i think the length kind of helps with this game yeah i definitely shorter i changed my mind i i might revisit this okay i might go like i might just go back and and sort of load one of my because i i like i said i abused save states just load Mm -hmm. a save state go through and maybe do some digging around Ah, yeah maybe try i can't remember what percentage i finished at i wasn't okay like I w- it was like one of those things like because like after i did like the sp ending it says you finished it 100 i was like no i didn't <laughs> like, <laughs> not even close <laughs> but it's a that's a separate file kind of thing anyway yeah um yeah gotcha but gotcha. now i kind of want to nice. go back and be like hmm. Mm, I at least want to play around with it a little bit more Um, because like, dude, like, I mean, aside from like the, the Croco Meyer fight, the one where you just shoot Mm -hmm. him in the mouth until he falls, which was, I, I like that fight. I was like, Oh, this is interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, But at the same time, I was like, this is like the least climactic boss fight in the world. <laughs> it's just shoot him in the mouth yeah. and he steps back a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, um, <laughs> I don't scratch. Yeah. I mean, and it's got like just some, s- some really cool segments. I mean, mm-hmm. um, like th- even the fights, just like most of the boss fights are pretty, pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they're spectacles. Yeah. You know, yeah. like the, like the, the way that it, it was showing off the, the tech at the time. Um, but, but even, even the designs, yeah. you know, of there, there are very few enemies in this, but they all feel very alien. Yeah. They don't feel, you know, the, the ones that are closest to something that you would probably see somewhere else are the space pirates, but mm-hmm. the space pirates are, you know, in the, if, if you know anything about Metroid, like they're, they're actual, they're other, um, I was going to say sentient beings, but that's not the right the term for it. But they actually, you know, like communicate with each other. They're not like animals. Yeah. A lot of the other creatures that you come upon are. Yeah. They're more, they're, they're just like another race um, of beings. So, so anyways, all that being said, like, yeah, I, 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 there's a very distinct art style 
for this game in particular mm-hmm. and and the bosses within it and it yeah it the, it, it's, it hits the, on. The, like the highs are really high in this and it just it is yeah. one of those things though that where like i just keep coming back to it's a it's very much a super nintendo game yes with all yeah. of the pros and cons that sort of accompany that mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. And I love Super Nintendo, so I'm biased. But I, I like uh, Super Nintendo too. But it's also just like it's, I don't know. Like I said, it's it's hard for me to go back to a lot of that stuff, um, yeah. especially the the more action heavy kind of games. Mm-hmm. Just like, yeah, because yeah, I'm not. I I don't get the sort of the responsiveness that I want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That makes sense. Uh, get yourself a Super Nintendo Mini, then you can have it on one of those controllers and really feel how it feels. No, I'm those kidding. controllers um, like would I would break my fingers trying to. <laughs> That's true. That's true. My thirty-year-old hands are probably did you, very different so, than mine. Did you? Um, I, I this is a question I had mm-hmm. to ask. Uh, did you change the controls? Yes. Yeah. I so at the, at the beginning when he gives you the option of of doing mm-hmm. the controls, you can do the I accidentally setting. changed one. Yeah. And then I hit the default and nothing changed. And then it and then it got all mixed up and weird. And so I'm like I don't know what even the default controls were, but I changed it to where Y is I basically changed it to to Mega Man X controls where Y is is shooting. B is jumping, A is dashing, and X, I don't, I haven't used X, actually. I'm not sure what X is for. So, I think what I did, and I I don't know the Nintendo layout, but I wanted to say B was shoot, A A was jump, Y was, like, sort of what let me do the weapon select thing. Like yeah. With the okay. Tool so select. that was my X. Yeah. And then X was jump or uh, dash. Oh. So it's okay. like if I was dashing, I could just sort of rock on to A. Okay. Yeah. 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 Is gotcha. that is that right? Or maybe it was yeah. It basically, everything for you was shifted to the right of where it was for me. Because mine, or excuse me, shifted to the shifted clockwise. Because for me. If you if you took all those buttons and went counterclockwise, a one is turn that's like how it that uh, that A in Nintendo controllers is always jump for me. It it's okay. just like there's something about it that has to be jump. Um, Wait, then how did you play Mega Man X? <laughs> I do you didn't. change controls in Mega Man X? Oh, oh, okay. that's that's what there we've t- like. I played very little of Mega Man X. Okay. Um, Okay. B is always like like it's Mario controls for me. B is yeah. like fire or shoot, and A is jump. Okay. And honestly, with the dash, I'm just like, just let me hold B. I don't yeah. need these other buttons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. Huh? Uh-huh. It would just take some getting some getting used to. Like, yeah. and and anymore too. Like, I use. I use the bumpers and the triggers so much anymore. Oh yes. That like, I, I would have just like, like if I could just map everything to that, I would have been yeah. fine. Yeah. Like, I don't know. That's, and yeah, it, but that's it's, fair. it's a game from a different era too. I mean, that that's, mm-hmm. that was the biggest thing is like my brain hasn't worked in that capacity that way mm-hmm. for a yeah. long time. And so yeah. it's like probably the first <laughs> 
couple hours, I was like, oh, 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 oh. And then I went back and I saved my game and I restarted it so I could change all the controls because like the the default control scheme is kind of like doo-doo. I did not appreciate it. Um, yeah. yeah. But I mean, again, sort of like overall, it's it's sort of, it, I I love that we went back and I actually played through it. Um, yeah. And like I said, I, I'm kind of coming around now because it's like I knew there was stuff I didn't know. But at the same time, mm-hmm. I'm like, well, what if I go back and I like and maybe it'll be sort of like there'll be like a bit of a postmortem for me, too, where it's like next episode. I'll be like, hey, I went back. I kind of screwed around with it a little bit more. I'm changing my tune on the back half of that. Yeah. But I think Meridia is just like, dude, I did not have fun with that that section. Yeah. I had fun with every other section. like. Mm. like the wreck ship like all of it like i mean even as sort of like sort of obtuse as that game can be because like that's the thing is mm-hmm. like this is very much in the area where your hand does not get held like right you figure it out um, right i i do i do think the game hints it gives you hints at at different things yeah yeah and again because of how relatively small it is it's not too bad to like bomb a bunch of walls and shoot at things oh no dude you know the, like, the, like, the game teaches you to do that it's like blow up everything shoot everything yeah 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 it's it, it's not like that sounds in theory like it would be really annoying and difficult but in practice, I, I think because it limits what it can do, there's only so many rooms that, that the game has. I think it's, it's, it's easier to find. Because this is one of those games that as a kid, like I never would have considered trying to get 100% on. Like, no, I don't, I don't want to have to do that. And now as an adult, it's like, okay, no, this is actually manageable. <laughs> this is yeah. not a 60-hour experience, you know? <laughs> I, I think it, it, for somebody who, who does come into this, you expect your first run-through to be bulky. Yeah. Like, you know, the average game, game time is like five to eight hour, hours, like, or something like that. Like, it can be beaten in, in under three. Um, I, I think to get the best end, or the best ending, the secret ending, you know? Word. I think to get the the secret ending or whatever, it's under two or two and a half or oh something. Oh gosh! It's wow, like how do you do that? Well, I'm sure. Yeah, it's y- speed, you're speed you're a machine. That's how you do uh-huh. that. You're not human. Um, <laughs> yeah, but it's. I mean, but so we mentioned this before. This is actually on the list. You, um, before mm-hmm. we started recording, looked took a look at the list. Where where did we we have this placed? It is at number 47 on our top 100 games okay. of all time. So it, it's, it's a relative, it's a decent position. It is not up there, you know, with like a lot of top 100 lists where it is, you know, towards the very top. Um, but it makes it on the top half of the list mm-hmm. for sure. Um, yeah. On my personal list, I would probably put it higher. Although I say that I have not yet sketched out all of my personal lists, so maybe there are you know forty six games that I like more than this one. Um, when you put it that way, there there probably are. Uh, so I'm I'm kind of of two minds about it. 
because I do really like this game. Uh, but again, I've never beaten it for myself. So <laughs> I think so. I'm not going to make an argument either way. Yeah. I mean, it is definitely something maybe when we hit sort of our mid year sort of review and re reevaluation mm -hmm. of the list, maybe sort of talk about it. I'll be honest, like where I'm at right now, top half, like even sort of towards the bottom of the top half of the list feels okay. Um, mm -hmm. This is not a must play to me. I think this is a really cool game. I think it's really good. Hmm. Um, but unless you like these types of games, Super Metroid mm -hmm. is like, I'm going to just be like, hey, you're fine. Like, uh, Let me ask, are there better games in the Metroid series, do you think? I mean, I haven't finished. Uh, dude, Fusion. I, I, I just default. I go to Fusion and Zero Mission. Like, okay. I think they're phenomenal. Um, I haven't. I think there's an argument for Zero Mission. I don't know if I agree with you on Fusion, though. I like Fusion. I know Fusion's like I an do outlier. I really like it. Um, yeah. Zero Mission, though, like Zero Mission is the one that, like, I'm just like Zero Mission. Like, yeah, just, yeah. Just play Zero Mission. Like, <laughs> um, I think Dread and uh, Samus Returns. I haven't mm -hmm. beaten either one of those. I've played like a few hours of each. Um, it's like, like, uh, things that Nate needs to do at some point in time. Um, <laughs> Hey, you have a backlog. I have a backlog surprise. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I just kind of like, to me, it's like, if, if there's a Metroid that I'm going to recommend, it's going to be fusion mm -hmm. over this. Interesting. Like, yeah. I think <laughs> fusion sort of hits like the same sort of like mood. It throws off the same sort of like vibes but it does it with better controls, better quality of life stuff. Like it's just overall Metroid fusion is just a better game. In my opinion, it does have some really good bosses too. Mm -hmm. That was, yeah, it's been quite a while since I played through it, but, but I, I do remember enjoying it more than some of the, some of the takes online. Yeah. I, I think, say. I think but, fusion is maybe a little more accessible and like, I think sometimes, yeah, Sure. Sometimes, okay, so it's like, you know, to like it's the Dark Souls kind of like fandom stuff where Super Metroid is really pretty solid. But I think it's also kind of tough. And it's not like it's not on the same level as like Dark Souls, but like there's that like I beat Super Metroid kind of thing, like vibe. It, hmm. it, it's like when I, where I'm just like, eh, I beat it. It's fine. Like it's, hmm. I mean, I don't know. It it doesn't just to me, I'd rather play zero mission. I just think like, and maybe that just means I'm not a super, like I'm not a super Metroid fan. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's not, <laughs> yeah. I, I hate that I said that, um, but I'm just not a huge fan of Metroid in general, um, mm -hmm. which the, the, the case could be made for that. Cause I have sort of bounced off of Samus returns and dread. So, but yeah. I, I did love prime. Even though I okay. didn't beat mm -hmm. that. <laughs> well, yeah, but extenuating circumstances, like I, I get it. I, Your memory card was er effectively erased. So uh, my uh, memory of that bad. game was effectively erased, and I was like, <laughs> I'm not putting it. In. Yeah. But I would say, like, I think where these games really excel is that that atmosphere. Like this is like, yes, a hundred percent. Like this, the the yeah. thing that Metroid does 
better than any other game sort of in class is like i mean prior to hollow knight is just the atmosphere mm-hmm. it's the environment yeah. it's the mood it's everything like about yeah. like just like while you're in the game yeah okay so so before we sign off i do want to make that comparison okay with soup with uh with hollow knight uh because we both agree i mean that's absolutely fantastic game it's it's in mm-hmm. our top 10 mm-hmm. um and it perfects a lot of the things that that were started here with super metroid is that okay hollow knight is one of those games that is much bigger than this one but you are much more nimble mm-hmm. and uh and so that helps to alleviate the 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 tedium of backtracking in that game so i think that's how they solve that problem however i would say with hollow knight it does not feel the the only time that i felt unsettled was at the i don't remember what you call it uh, at the bottom of of hollow nest where all the bugs were were scampering around and it was like there's like and there all that part i would say that and the the area that directly precedes that where it's like spikes everywhere yeah okay that whole bottom part of the map i was like Mm -hmm. on edge the entire time i was playing more so Mm -hmm. than any other but like dude like some of that all the environments are kind of like just like dude there's like the acid pools like Mm -hmm. the crystal mines are pretty like i don't know it 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 didn't have the same unsettling feeling that i think super metroid has Mm. of being in the, the, the super i mean it's a, it's a more sci-fi aesthetic so so an alien world as opposed to a world of of bugs um th- they're different but i don't think that it created the same feeling at least in me but also with with um hollow knight i didn't fear dying as much as i did in super metroid yeah um i think so, though too like uh and what i would say is just like super metroid does like the sort of like alone isolation yes yes like stranger in a strange like Mm. that kind of thing hollow knight is more about like the mystery and there's almost more of like a melancholy tone the whole way through Mm -hmm. it yeah like yep and it only like so they they are sort of gunning for two different things but i think they're both in like the same sort of class as far as like i think they 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 hold the sort of the same sort of water in being evocative Mm -hmm. yes yeah totally agree awesome awesome i think that that is a great kind of little encapsulation and you know we didn't say everything that there is to say about this game i'm sure there are tons of other podcasts youtube videos that you can watch to get some more information some more trivia and things like that but i think this has been a fun time um, just to see how this game holds up, you know, yeah. 30 years later, 29 years later, I, I kind of, technically, I, I, I do want to go back and watch the game informer playthroughs. Oh, it's fun. I think, I think it was Dan. Um, what's his face. Who's with giant bomb now. Okay. I was not Barker, but, it, um, but something anyways, I, I don't remember anyways. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was fun. It was a fun time watching that. And yeah, maybe I'll watch it too. Um, but I do also want to play the game for myself so not until after i play it through i don't want to yeah. i don't want to do the walkthrough thing at least not um not unless it's needed but we'll see i i Anyways. guess i did want to take a, a beat and sort of like and this is like obviously uh we never threw in a spoiler warning and we didn't really Uh-oh. we didn't really talk about 
story or, but I did love, um, so mild, very mild spoiler. I'm not actually going to give any details, but I did love how like the, the opening of the game and the ending of the game kind of mirrored each other. You've seen the ending, right? Uh huh. Yes. You know what I'm talking about? Like I thought there was a symmetry in that, that I really liked, even though I hated that sequence. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I, I appreciated, I appreciated the, the sort of the move or I appreciated the, the technique there. Mm -hmm. Hated actually executing it. (laughs) The execution. Yeah. (laughs) There you go. Um, and with that, I think we have T minus two minutes before this podcast. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, because there is something actually we have to do before ending the podcast but um did you have did you have any other kind of final thoughts or i I think i like i said i think my ending is this is a really solid game and if you're Mm -hmm. interested in it and you've never gotten around to it check it out like but be prepared to like sort of struggle with the the basically the limitations of the fact that this is a game sort of out you know of a different era um yeah that being said, I, like I said, I doesn't make it on to like, this is more of like, you know, I have my like must play, should play pass, hard pass, soft pass kind of list. Right. Mm-hmm. This is a should play, but it's like, you know, but like I said, that's normally that that's a bit of a caveat, like play it. If you're interested in these games and you, you've been meaning to do it, it's, it's worth, it's worth a romp. Like, mm-hmm. I, and there's a lot of cool stuff like sort of hidden in there. I just really, I personally really struggled with, like I said, that sort of last third where I just was like frustrated and just irritated. And that could just be like, I'm, I'm older. I, and sort of even what we were talking about last episode where it's like my time is kind of at a premium. And even though this game doesn't demand a whole lot, like the fact that like, I was sort of like, cruising along and then i just sort of hit like <laughs> a really like yeah frustrating area. Yeah. yeah so i just kind of yeah. like um makes sense yeah cool cool i i would rate it a bit higher um i do think i think this game is a classic and so i would say that it is a must play uh i was gonna say what well, well this is how i feel is that that doesn't mean that you have to finish it, but at least dip your toes in because the opening is great um, to to see what this series. Because again, like this this thing spawned so many, it, it's it spawned a genre. <laughs> so I think it would behoove you if yes, and I think those are those are um, uh, good caveats that it is a, a game of its time. But I I do think it's a top tier. Super Nintendo game because there there are a lot of Super Nintendo games that control a lot worse than this. Oh one yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So so this is kind of the cream of the crop, and so I would say, I would say give it a solid sixty. Yeah. Oh no. That's, yeah. That's I would I say, say like give it a shot, but like I guess mm-hmm. it's like maybe it's I categorize it as a strong should play. It's like yeah. it's worth a shot, and it, especially mm-hmm. if you're interested, then like. But like, I don't know. I, like I said, I just kind of like, I fall more on the like, eh, it's not. I mean, are you missing something? Yeah, but you're always missing something. So. Right. 
Right. Yes, I, I agree. And in even the conversation that we had about kind of the best Metroid game in the series, I I think that's a that's a um a difficult conversation to have because like this one is clearly the most influential of them all. Um and it and it depends what you want out of the different games because yeah. this is a short experience, you know. So so is it is it the best, you know, and maybe maybe you maybe you're a fan of dark souls and so dread is your favorite you know what i mean mm. so um it's it's yeah. yeah it's hard to say but i i yeah i would i i give it a recommendation to to anyone yeah yeah play the classics check it out it's a good time there's tons of ways that you can actually access it so it's readily available nowadays well um I guess it's sort of like sort of rounding out here. We've got mm-hmm. a couple of things mm-hmm. like, you know, a couple of forms to be observed and then we'll That's right. be signing off. But uh, I, you know, we're, we're sort of entering into shout out territory and my mm-hmm. shout out is going to be a little unconventional because I'm not going to name the individual. Um, oh, but they that will defeat the point of a shout out. Well, it? I want them to know more than anything. Okay. Um, gotcha. how much I appreciated. Gotcha. So, uh, within the last couple of weeks, somebody reached out to me and just basically said like, um, Hey, shout it out you, Nate, I've noticed that some of your sort of like your diatribe surrounding Marvel snap has been pretty heated. Um, and at times you've mm-hmm. gotten pretty antagonistic, maybe even slightly cussy from time to time, uh, depending <laughs> on which, you know, which Avenue, like, you know, again, not trying to give out details or whatever. Um, because one, I'm not sure the individual would want me sort of like mentioning their name. That's okay. But what I will say is, uh, to that person who reached out to me to talk to me about that, um, I value that so much. Mm. Um, the fact that, there was a very courageous act of care for me um, because you saw sort of, and, and again, I don't think you, you knew everything that was sort of going on, but you saw some of the symptoms and you just, you, you reach out and you said, Hey, if this is bothering you that much, take a step back um, because you cared f- for me and, and for the, 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 the state of my psyche and my, and so I just wanted to say to that person, and I think you know who you are. Um, but thank you. I, you know, and you may or may not know this about me, but the people who do that for me in my life, I hold a special affection for, hmm. um, because not everybody will do that. Um, mm-hmm. you know, some people will just let me sort of be an idiot and not check it. And the, the, the way that you confronted me lovingly. And I think I did tell you in, 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 in our exchange that like, I really appreciated that, but I, I did just want to say like to that individual, like, and, and I want to sort of, as a bit of a sort of a, not, not really a challenge, but like, I want to encourage our listeners to be the kind of friends and people who care enough about other people to like really just take a beat and say, Hey, this is not helping you. Mm. This is not, it doesn't seem like this is like, maybe, maybe it's time to like, you know, put some of that down or whatever. So I just like, and again, it was just, it was, uh, 
really appreciated everything about uh about that so and uh yeah yeah that that's my shout awesome. out the, the 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 first ever and maybe the only ever secret shout out <laughs> right to everyone but the but the person they know yeah oh, everybody know. else is like who who are you talking about and i'm like <laughs> well it's none of your business is it i if if you don't think it was you, it probably wasn't you. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, yeah, it didn't come from a a, a tweet, you know, a subtweet. It was a direct. No, I, it was nobody anyway. subtweeting me. <laughs> um, yeah, well, that's that's awesome. No, that, I I think that's great. Um, my my shout out is not quite as affectionate, although um, I. I appreciated over the past couple weeks, um, and I'm I'm throwing myself under the bus here. Uh, I especially liked everyone who has been going through the book of First Peter uh, mm. in our Discord. Um, I know I have been inconsistent, dropping in <clears throat> and dropping mm-hmm. out at times, um, but I think it's cool that we have a group of people who want to. I've you been know, inconsistently posting the this, yeah. the reading section, so mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. but yeah, no, that has Which been cool. I yeah. think is fine. Like the rhythm of the Discord, I think is is fine. That it's not, it's not yeah. because you, yeah, it's not like consistent daily, but it is like every time you post something, other people are replying. Like people are reading it and reading what other people have to say. Like I really appreciate having you know half a dozen guys in there. Um, yeah. giving their different takes and, and the different things that they see in these chunks of scripture. The, so, the one thing cool. I would, and like most of these guys will hear, you know, when they hear this and I haven't said it in the discord, but f- mm-hmm. interact with each other's thoughts a little bit more too. Mm. Like feel yeah. free to like bounce off of other people's thoughts. And, and uh, yeah, I've, I've tried to do some of that, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So shout out to all y'all yeah. studying. Those guys are, the, the, that's some cool stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I mm-hmm. like that we're sort of doing that. Yeah. Yeah. And that it's, that, yeah. Yeah. That there is, yes, we're not exactly the most consistent, but it's, but it's more consistent than it has been in the past. So, so I really appreciate that. And actually that rolls into our next form, which is kind of an update on our challenges. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to, I'm going to put the cart before the horse here and say that my next challenge is to be consistent in that first Peter mm. uh, group that we have there. Well, so we're moving on to second Peter now. That, that's right. Yes. Um, in, but in that study group that we have in discord is, is to be more consistent with that. And so everyone listening, you guys can keep me accountable to that too. You know, tag me every Bust once in a while and be like, Hey, 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 you were challenging yourself. Um, so that's going to be my challenge. Um, in terms of memorization, again, I haven't made it a priority and I'm kicking myself and, but I don't want to say that I'm going to do it again. Um, I, I want to. So I, I will work on it over the, mm-hmm. you know, however long it takes, but that's not going to be my challenge this time because I feel like, cause I'm already procrastinated so much on it. Mm. I don't, I don't want to just keep saying the same thing over and over again. So uh discord group, yeah that's, that's what I've got on my plate. How about you? I'm, how you how so I challenge? have done a little bit of journaling 
uh, over the last couple of weeks, but a very tiny bit. And I just, I want to work more on that, but what I will sort of throw in there in here as well. um, Mm -hmm. And sometimes like, you know, it's as soon as it comes out of my mouth and I, you know, 30 seconds after we turn off the the recording, my brain just goes, forgets all the things. It's just like, nope. Um, But I have a bunch of, so I have those, those ESV journaling um, Mm -hmm. books of the Bible thing. And I bought one to go through Deuteronomy and I have sermon notes from a few sermons in there, but then I started taking the sermon notes on a separate piece of paper with the intent to transcribe, like to basically condense them because Mm -hmm. I don't always have like, I mean, you guys, you listen to the show, you know, that we're really bad at brevity. You know, that I'm a chatty Kathy. I mean, and I'm, you should see when I'm writing and like, I, sometimes I just follow weird ideas and tangents. And anyways, my notes are a mess. Um, note taking has never been one of my strong points, but what I'd like to do is condense some of those notes into more abbreviated and sort of actually put them in alongside the reading and the passages. I have, like I said, I've, he's like halfway. We're, we're substantially, we're a good ways through Deuteronomy and I'm pretty behind. So I'd like (laughs) to maybe, you know, here in the next couple of weeks, get maybe not caught up, but not so far behind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yep, there you go. That would be good. Um, but yeah, so nice. Well, that's awesome. Well, you know, like I said earlier, um, this episode, I, I, I've had a lot of fun on this episode, kind of revisiting an old game. Um, and we didn't say everything there is to say about this game, but we would love to hear from you guys if you guys have thoughts or. Mm-hmm other experiences about this game, you know, whether it's from 29 years ago or whether it's, you know, from just last week you picked it up. Um, and there's tons of ways that you can reach out to us and we can have that conversation. And maybe, yeah, when we do um, talk about th- this game, when we come back next time, um, maybe we'll have a little addendum there and you can share our thoughts, uh, your thoughts. We can share your thoughts on the air maybe interact with it a little bit. But there's tons of ways you can reach us on the internet. Our email address is thebacklogbreakdown at gmail.com. Our Twitter handle is at bbdowncast. Our Instagram is just thebacklogbreakdown. Uh, On Facebook, our group is the hashtag backlogbookclub. Link for a Discord is in the the show notes of this episode. And then if you want to get personal for some weird reason, you weirdo, don't be weird. Um, I generally on the internet go by Broccolope and Nate goes by Nate underscore McKeever. Boom. There you go. Don't be weird. Yeah. Don't make it weird. Don't make it weird. That's but weird. I think Josh, um, that being said, we have observed all the forms. We have mm-hmm. concluded our discussion. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. that only really leaves one thing. Um, and that's, uh, you, know, you and I are going to sort of, you know, part ways here very shortly, but until next time, what should they do? Guys, keep beating down your backlogs and we'll keep breaking down the benefits. Yeah, just don't make it weird.
make it weird. Too late, Josh. Too late. <laughs> Did I make it weird? You made it weird. You made it weird.